Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. The day that we moved in, a housekeeper came in and she was wandering around, you know, smoothing out the beds and hanging up the towels and so forth. And I saw this sort of little glimmer, little on her face, a little smile, you know, a little giggle. And I said, what, what's so funny? And she said, well, she said, you know, the fact that you're going to be here for a couple of weeks, she said, you know, the house is haunted. I said, what? Please. And she said, oh, yeah, we all know it. I said, really? How do you know? And she said, oh, I know. She said, I come here every now and then. She was trying to frighten me, obviously, because I was just moving in. But then there were weird little things that started to happen that I, that I, I couldn't put together. I would be in the kitchen. I would open a door to take a plate out, put the plate on the table and turn around. The door would be closed again. I would open a drawer to take out a a fork or a spoon. Turn around, the drawer would be closed again. Things like that started to happen. And the interesting thing is, is that it didn't happen when Jack was there. It was a living room with the fireplace. And uh, every once in a while, the fireplace would be on. Now, I never turned that fireplace on because, you know, the room, I, I, I had a funny feeling about the room. It didn't, wasn't comfortable for me. I, you know, I put it out and a day, day later, it would be there again. At first, you think it's you. I mean, you think, wow, what's happened to me? I mean, I guess I've been working too hard. You know, that's the first thing you think that crosses your mind. But I'm telling you, there were too many things that happened that I could not find a reason for. Well, Jack had to leave to go back to California which left me alone there for about another four or five days. That night, my friend Sheila McRae came in from New York City to see the house, and we had a little dinner and so forth. And um, I gave her the guest room where they had this big, big, heavy, heavy, heavy door with no lock on it. And I told her, you have to leave the door somewhat ajar because it's just a big, heavy wooden door, and you probably won't be able to open it. And um, the middle of the night that night, she got up to go to the bathroom and she left the door somewhat ajar and came back. And the door was absolutely closed, shut tight.
I said, well, that can't be. She said, I didn't close it because I could barely move it to open it. It's like stuck. Yeah. Well, she and I had to do everything we could to open it. And she went back in. Well, I went back to sleep. And about an hour later, door was closed again. Howdy guys, this is Montana Jordan, a cult specialist, paranormal and parapsychological researcher, and independent consultant. And you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, with my good friend, the amazing Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, May 2nd, 2022, episode 271. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, always glad to be back in hot seat. Have you guys been uh, watching the uh, the herd depth trials? Pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> it's it's uh, entertaining, in my opinion. But um, I'm going to ramble on here, but something uh, kind of uh, made me remember. Uh, back at university... I took three philosophy courses, and one of the courses, uh, the professor had us do debates, and so he put us in teams of four, and every day for a few weeks there, he would give a, a subject to a team, so these you know two teams would have to debate about the subject matter, and the whole exercise is about, for instance, if the subject matter is abortion. And so he tells one team they have to successfully argue that abortion is right. You can get an abortion no matter what. And then the other team, obviously, is the opposite. They would have to debate that abortion is wrong. And so the whole idea, though, is you personally, for instance, you're on the team that uh, has to uh, debate that abortion is right. It's okay to do it. But you personally may not believe that you might be against it but the whole exercise is about you need to successfully debate and persuade the audience or jury that you know it's uh it's something that you don't believe in but you have to do it it's your job and so i'm watching i always like watching these trials that are made public and yeah every time these attorneys defense attorneys prosecutors you know they try to uh discredit key witnesses discredit uh, the defendant or you know whatever and some of their tactics are kind of sleazy in my opinion I always smile uh, especially those questions uh, they're worded in such a way that you better not make a mistake um, yeah some of those questions are you got to be careful okay but that's it yeah I'm just been watching that 
it's entertaining for me especially the attorneys going back and forth back and forth so yeah sorry about rambling on but uh yeah check it out as far as announcements are concerned uh there will not be a new terry's mysterious moments this wednesday uh his allergies has kicked in so he's taking this week off um i'm surprised my allergies hasn't kicked in yet usually it hits me sometime in april and here we are in may so i'm just crossing my fingers i've been feeling just fine and tomorrow tuesday aaron's horror show he may not have one come out i need to contact him he's been busy so i'll find out and then i'll make an announcement if uh, there is going to be a show tomorrow or not but you guys may have noticed that uh for the last month uh, on fridays i've been releasing a double feature of entertaining short films i've decided i'm going to continue that so instead of just releasing uh one entertaining film which is how you know it started i'm just going to continue uh, releasing two films so look for that and i think that's it yeah that's all that uh as far as announcements are concerned everything's a-okay it's still kind of chilly over here um you know we're in the 70s at one day and then the cold front comes in but you know kind of going back and forth and so we're going to do listener stories yet again and if you have your own experience that you want to share to the world just send it to me aaron a-a-r-o-n at realparanormalactivity.com and i'll read it off on a future episode and so with that you know what that means oh yeah man come on say it with me say it with me that's right to the story then follow me right this way no pushing no shoving and the fans are going go ahead and grab a beanbag out of the corner there find an empty spot on the floor and don't forget to go to the freezer and get yourself a popsicle oh yeah we got plenty that thing is full and as usual all you guys are gonna settle get behind my desk here and i printed Bert's packet off let's see what she has for us all right Okay. Wow, we got uh, we got some short ones here. Looks like she uh, decided to go with some short ones this time, which is fine. And let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Wet the whistle. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by Liz, and it's titled "My Friend." Okay, Liz. Let's see what you got, man. A friend of mine and many others passed away quite suddenly at the end of 2014. I was in my final year at university and was in the midst of dissertation research. Needless to say, his passing had a pretty strong effect on me, and it still does today. A few weeks later, I went home for Christmas break to see my family and pick up some extra work. Unfortunately, this meant I wasn't around for my friend's funeral. I wanted to be there to say goodbye, but could not afford to travel so far, more than was absolutely necessary. I had led a toast to his memory just before we left for Christmas, which I saw as a sort of saying goodbye, but being at the funeral would have felt more real, more like I cared. But here's where my story turns to the ghostly. I was in my bed at my parents' house. It wasn't that late, probably around 11 p.m., my room is fairly lit because there's a street lamp opposite my window. As I lay there trying to relax, I saw something by my window. As I looked, it took the outline of a very tall man. This was my friend, I'm certain. He had a very unique look, 
that was instantly identifiable, even in a dark club across the room. I was so frightened I shut my eyes very tightly and asked him to please not visit me while I was awake. I didn't feel like I could cope with that and wouldn't be much use, but I wanted to know he was okay, so I asked him to visit in my dreams. I wouldn't be scared if he did that and he could tell me what he wanted. Later that night, I dreamt about him and he told me he was fine. We hugged and I said goodbye. One year later, I was on his Facebook page reading wonderful messages from his friends. I noticed his mother had written that she knew he was okay because he told her. Another friend said he had visited them in their dreams. Looks like he got my message about it being less scary and he knows how important it is that people know he's alright. Thank you for reading. And man, that's from Liz Liz. Thank you very much for uh, sharing that. That's what I call a feel-good story. I like that. And it's pretty unique. I never read anyone's experiences where they went back to their, you know, in this case, your dead friend's uh, Facebook page, and you got all these other people that are mentioning that uh, they dreamt about them. That's pretty cool. Right, Liz. Thank you. Great story. I love that. All right. What's next? What do we got here? This one is by Jordan, and it's titled Little Girl. Okay, Jordan. Let's see what you got, man. I cannot tell you for sure that what I saw was a ghost, but when you understand the full story behind it and the sheer coincidence of what happened, then you can't deny it's pretty strange. I was with my friend driving around doing deliveries for his dad's takeaway shop. It was the last orders of the night, around 2 a.m., and we got talking about his old house that was in the area. His mom said she had experienced strange things in the house. Items being moved, lights turning on when nobody was home, etc. His sister, however, claims to have had a very bizarre encounter. She was playing in a room aged around 10 years old when a little girl dropped from the ceiling landing a few feet in front of her. She then flew across the room towards her before falling through the floor disappearing. The final straw came when his mom was doing the ironing and popped upstairs for a few minutes. When she came down the iron had been placed face down on the board and the fabric was starting to smoke. That freaked her out a lot, and simply because she had found out from neighbors that a little girl had died in their house in a house fire years before. She didn't want to live there anymore. My friend had just finished telling that story when, by pure coincidence, we drove up next to his old house that he had been talking about. I knew he wasn't lying about it because he had pointed out the same house a few times before on separate occasions. He was delivering to a house a few doors down, so he parked directly outside it. He just froze, staring at his old home. He looked shocked. I asked him what was up, and he said, Do you not see that little girl? I looked again, and in the downstairs living room window was a face staring at us, very white and doll-like. I had already seen it before him and was so sure it was simply an ornament of a head, so I didn't think anything of it. It didn't look alive. 
I laughed and said it's not a little girl, but he was certain it was. No lights were on in that house. The living room would have been pitch black, and it's two in the morning. We continued to look at the face until it slowly backed away from the window and the blinds fell back into place. I was completely speechless. I felt stupid for even thinking it was an ornament, but I don't have the best eyesight either. The fact that he had literally just finished telling me the story of what happened in that house had convinced us both that what we saw was a ghost. It could have been a coincidence and it was just a little girl in a dark room on her own in the middle of the night. Very unlikely though. Keep up the good work. And that's from Jordan. Thank you very much for sharing. That's a great story. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to think, but that last part, as it fades away and the blinds go back into place, uh, that's kind of spooky. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the, the whole backstory of the little girl dying in a, in a fire. Yeah, not cool. All right, Jordan, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, you know, little kids, dolls, kind of creeps me out. I, I said it before, kids are just spooky. <laughs> All right, what's next? What do we got? This one is by Kim, and it's titled Voice. Okay, Kim, let's see what you got, man. When I got married five years ago, I moved into my husband's house in Wenatchee, Washington. The house was built in 1959. One night, after a month after we got married, we went to bed around 11 p.m. I lay down next to my husband and put my head on his shoulder. The nightstand light next to him was still on, and within 30 seconds of me resting on his shoulder, I heard a woman sigh deeply, as loud and real as if she was right next to me, in the same location as my husband. I was so startled I sat up and asked my husband if he heard it. He said that he did, but he didn't seem bothered by it like I was, and went back to trying to fall asleep. My husband worked at a job in which a couple nights a week he had to work all night until 8 a.m. One night, when he was away working, about a couple weeks after we heard the sigh, I again went to bed around 11 p.m. I decided to lay on his side of the bed. I had the light on to read and had just settled in. When I heard the woman sigh in my ear again, like she was right next to me. It sounded identical to the first time I heard it. I was alone in the house and it scared me enough that I had to keep the light on all night. When I told my husband about hearing the sighing sound again, he told me that before he bought the house, an old woman had lived there and that she was disabled and stayed in bed for years before she eventually died in that room. I didn't hear the sigh again and we had to move a couple of months later I've wondered if the next occupants have had the same experience. Thank you for reading. And that's from Kim. Kim, <laughs> oh man, I don't know what to think about that. You know, as I was reading through this, well, first of all, your husband's a jerk. He should have told you. <laughs> he knew He knew all about it. And yeah, as I, in the beginning, as I was reading this, you know, it's your husband's house that you moved into. And obviously, as you guys are dating, he had to have known, he did know, 
and um, I wonder what kind of stories he has. But uh, yeah, at the end there, when he tells you that little story about the elderly lady dying in that room, he's basically telling you he knew all about it, and it doesn't bother him. I guess he just got used to it. I don't know how long he's been, uh, you know, living at that house, but I'm sure it probably surprised him at first. But yeah, he probably didn't want to tell you. You'll probably freak out. I know I would. <laughs> yeah, great story. Thank you for sharing. And wow, that's it. I told you these stories were short. Sorry for the uh, short episode, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And again, we're flattered that you come and visit us at the RPA Network. Hopefully you're finding uh, some things that you like. Hopefully you like the films, you know, the videos, you know, all the other shows. And also, just a friendly reminder, we're on 30 different platforms right now, such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, etc., etc., all the main platforms. So if you're at work and you're on iHeartRadio or something, you're listening to your favorite music, but then you get tired of music and you want to listen to some ghost stories, just get your spook on and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and we'll probably be on that platform, most likely, especially if you are on the main platforms. Yeah, we're there. And so with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Brennan, and it's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation, and man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night.